comes from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Listen for what God is saying to you. Therefore, as God's choice, holy and loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Be tolerant with each other, and if someone has a complaint against anyone, forgive each other, as the Lord forgave you. So also forgive each other. And over all these things put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. The peace of Christ must control your hearts, a peace into which you were called in one body. And be thankful, people. The word of Christ must live in you richly. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And give thanks to God the Father through him. May God bless our understanding of this reading from Scripture. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for this Marathon Sunday, not just for those who are running the race out there, but those of us who are running the race in here. Open our hearts and our minds to receive what it is that you have to share with us this morning. And may we be transformed, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So some of you know that uh, last Saturday I celebrated the marriage, a Match.com wedding, um, of my sister-in-law to my now brother-in-law. And then in January, I'll actually be celebrating a Tinder wedding um, with uh, another, with a cousin um, and her fiance. So um, a few years ago, maybe more than a few years ago actually, um, online dating used to be kind of a joke. Um, but now it's totally normal, right? Everyone's doing it, even if they kind of laugh and kind of chuckle while they're doing it too. So over the past few years, the comedian Aziz Ansari has spent a lot of time and effort researching love in this modern era for his new book because the way that relationships happen nowadays, not just in the US but around the world, has completely shifted because of technology, right? And so one of the things he talks about, um, out of lots of things, uh, he talks about is texting, right? And he says how a lot of men, and I think it's safe to say that he's specifically talking about straight men, because this is in conversation with women talking about men. Um, and he says a lot of men, in their first text messages to a woman, will say, hey, or what's up? What are you doing? What's going on? Amen? <laughs> I hear some, hear some amens already. Um, and so he says this is really uninteresting to them because they're getting these same kinds of first texts from all of the men who are kind of reaching out, right? And um, he says, you know, it basically says nothing about who you are as a person. He says all these guys actually have to do is send a message with a specific invitation to a specific event at a certain time and maybe add a little bit of humor or, you know, like a reference to a conversation that they had had and they would stand out heads and shoulders above all the other men that, they, uh, that these women are, are hearing from. So, but texting is, especially in this like new stage, right, is really, really delicate. You have to have the right voice. So sometimes he'll read these real text messages that people at his shows receive, and he talks about one in this interview. He reads one from someone, um, from one of his shows in Chicago, actually, um, that shares with him. Hi, Rachel. Since I never got a chance. So he, he sets it up by saying, um, this is someone who is texting someone who is a uh, friend, like the person he's texting, Rachel, is friends with uh, his friend. And, and 
they met at a wedding. So there's like a good connectedness in terms of like they have trustworthiness kind of built in, right? It's mutual friends. So he says, hi, Rachel. Since I never got a chance to ask you to dance at Morrison Chris's wedding, I'm Chris's old roommate from Purdue. He and your sister gave me your number, and I wanted to say hi and sort of texty introduce myself. Uh, Hope you had a great weekend. Hope to chat with you soon. And he goes on, so Aziz Ansari goes on to talk about how everyone in the show, he's reading this in a theater full of like 3,600 people, and he, everyone um, at the show like simultaneously cringes at this word, texty. So here's him kind of describing it. So poor Will, right? <laughs> he's got less game than me, which is really, really bottom of the barrel. I might actually use the word texty, but I definitely would not go as far as Feliz Cumplianos. <laughs> I do have some dignity. So like as you said, Will could actually be a handsome guy with a heart of gold, but there's nothing to indicate he's worth taking that risk on, right? And that's the tough thing about dating in this modern era. If your texting is off, if your profile picture isn't on point, if you're putting checks in the offering plate like some of the gays around here, um, it feels like you don't stand a chance especially when you realize that you're up against a whole sea of faces and profiles that you're supposed to find one person in that whole sea of faces and profiles. It can feel really overwhelming, right? How am I supposed to navigate all of this? Well, you start by being the kind of person you should be. So our passage today might seem like a weird one to someone who knows anything about the background of it. The Apostle Paul is talking to the Colossian church about this new identity that they have as baptized believers. And one bit of, bit of tidbit information, um, when people in the early church would get baptized, they would symbolize the death of their life, their old life, and rebirth into new life um, by getting baptized totally naked. They would take off their clothes, like symbolic of their old life, and then they'd step into those, like a full body baptismal, um, but it wasn't see-through the way that they are today. Um, if that was the case, I think we'd have like a huge turnout for baptisms. Um, so they would step into these baths totally naked, and then when they came out, they would have this new clothing um, that symbolized their new life. And this is why Paul says what he says at the beginning of the passage today. Therefore, as God's choice, holy and beloved, put on compassion. So you've taken off these other things, right? Put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. For Paul, this new identity is not so much about the physical clothing that you would put on after being baptized, of course. The new clothing is an outward sign of an invisible change. A change is that happens, that happens to you when you commit your life to living and following after Jesus' um, uh, example of ministry. And when you make that commitment, you put on the spiritual clothing of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. These are the marks of a new you. A you that is committed to living a life and being a kind of person that is decidedly different, right, than the one that you or others in your life might have known you to be or that this world wants you to be. That instead of a life that is about putting ahead, um, uh, putting an image that is polished, right, um, and expecting the same from others, a life where you always have to be quick and clever and sarcastic and smart and on all the time, instead of that, Paul says, Put on compassion. Be someone who cares about other people and walks with them when they are working through stuff. Paul says, put on kindness. 
which is not the same as niceness. Kindness is a way of doing good to others, but not just doing good to others, but doing good to others from your heart, in thought, in word, in deed. Paul says, put on humbleness. Don't assume that you've got it all figured out, and don't front like it either, right? You don't have to have it figured out. And it helps us, actually, to be better people and learn better from one another when we own that we don't have it all figured out. Paul says, put on gentleness. Sometimes, uh, sometimes when we get Selah next to another baby, we have to tell her and sometimes like physically direct her to be gentle, right? She enjoys scratching and grabbing, which is no big deal because I know how to dodge, right? But another baby doesn't necessarily know how to protect themselves when Claus McBaby comes scratching, right? <laughs> So we have to help her be gentle, to handle others in ways that don't cause harm. So put on gentleness. Do not do harm. Do no harm. So you've got to put these things on because if you're going to be the kind of person who is going to have any kind of real, meaningful relationship with someone, and that's what I'm assuming that you're all looking for, you may be about the hookup life, but we are not, or I am not, endorsing it or advocating it here at UBC. I'm also not gonna get all up in your business either, so, unless you ask me to. Um, so let's just, that's my statement. Um, so if you're gonna have a real meaningful connection with anyone, and anyone, not just in a romantic situation actually, this applies to friendships and family and colleagues, if you're gonna have a real meaningful relationship, then you have to start working on these things. In his research, Aziz Ansari found that when he interviewed folks at a retirement center, almost all of them married someone within like a couple of block radius of where they had lived. They weren't inundated with options, right? Nowadays people have so many options, it can be exhausting. He talks about, you know, if you have a smartphone in your pocket, then it's basically like having a singles bar in your pocket. Um, and when you have so many options, he says, research um, shows that not just here, but in lots of other different spaces, you become, you actually become less satisfied with the decision that you make, right? Because you're like, what if I made the wrong choice? So what he says is, A, don't look at online tools as a dating service, but more as an acquaintance service. He says, spend less time in front of a computer chatting with someone and more time actually meeting face to face. Because the meeting is the starting point. The meeting is where you get to see if that person embodies the kind of qualities that can't be accounted for in online profiles, right? Like, is this the kind of person I could binge watch a television show with for four hours and hang around all day wasting time and have a great time? Right? How do you put that on your profile? Um, B, he says, go on fewer first dates and more third dates. He says, give people a chance. Aziz calls this the flow writer theory of acquired likability through repetition. <laughs> so he says, when you hear his flow writer's latest song, you think, gosh darn it, flow writer, you're just doing the same thing again, song after song. This song is nothing special at all. But by the tenth time you hear it, you're like, Flo, you've done it again. This is my hit, baby. In a sense, he says, we are all like a Flo Rida song. The more time you spend with us, the more you see how special we are. So that's where the final spiritual garment comes in. Paul says, put on patience. Patience with ourselves and patience with others, because while you're working through your stuff, guess what? Other people are working through their stuff, too. And so that means we've got a whole lot of people working through a whole lot of stuff, right? And sometimes we don't put our best self forward the first time around, or maybe even sometimes the second time around, like, or even like before the first time around, like poor Will, right? 
So you try for a second or a third date before you kind of make a decision. But Paul goes on to talk about how after you put on these spiritual garments, um, and you have to learn how to live in them too, right? You don't just like put them on and you're good to go, right? You have to live them out. And so that's where later on he talks in the passage, forgiveness and peace and worship come into play. These are the long-term tactics, the things that will help keep you going, the things that will help you figure out how to break in your new spiritual clothing and live in them in comfortable ways, authentic ways that um, fit who you are. They are things that um, help you allow yourself to not uh, be controlled by anxiety. They help you um, find time to connect with God and to fill your spiritual cup. These are tools for longevity. So I was having a conversation with a UVCer who is now married, and I asked her how she ended up marrying the person that she married. And initially she said when they started dating, they met on Match.com, she was also dating someone else. And the person that she ended up marrying, I'm trying to like avoid using names. So the person she ended up marrying wanted to be exclusive, but she was not ready. So they ended up breaking it off. And, but after a few months, she realized that actually she wanted to be with this person after all. So she called this person up and they responded, or no, she didn't, why, no, who calls anyone? No, she emailed this person and then they responded immediately. Um, but there was kind of this like ego bruising that had to be overcome, right? This time the other person was like, well, I don't know if I want to be exclusive, right? Um, but she was like, all right, I'm gonna, I made a decision, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick this through, at least for a little while, right? So she said after a few months, the other person came around and they had a talk when um, they, this person was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, be, I'll be exclusive too. She said, listen, okay, we've both gotta be 100% on this. If we're both just bringing 50%, then we've got a 50% relationship. We both have to be 100%. And so they brought their 100%. They stuck it out, employing the Florida theory of likability through repetition. Uh, they stuck it out. They forgave each other when they needed to work those things out. They allowed peace to be their rule. Um, they started going to church and being in small groups together, sharing a spiritual life together. They spent real intentional time to try to determine whether or not this was going to be something that, worked, that would work in the long term. Because that's kind of where they were that point. And as it turned out, it did. I mean, so far, they're not perfect. They've got their stuff, the unique stuff, especially that comes up when you are living in a covenanted relationship day in and day out. But because of their intentionality, because of their 100%ness, they've got a pretty good foundation that they've built their relationship on. Dating in any era, and I would say especially this era, is really tough. Not only because it's hard to find the right connection, but because it can be difficult to stay human while trying to find that connection. And also actually remember that others are humans too, not just pictures on a screen, right? Or text bubbles on your phone. Today's passage reminds us that, um, that we are human, right? That we are God's flawed but forgiven children. It doesn't make the search easier necessarily, but it should remind you, it should remind you that you are whole, and complete, with or without a partner. I talked about this a few weeks ago about the lame consolation prize of working on yourself in singleness being a gift. Um, in the fir- I did this in the first sermon of this series. While you're out there uh, doing your online acquaintance services uh, work, in the meantime, you have to work on your stuff, right? Dress yourself in the spiritual clothing of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Learn how to live in them 
comfortably, with authenticity, with greater fullness every day. Practice forgiveness. Let peace rule your heart. And spend time with God and God's people, kind of like what Chad said earlier. The people that will actually be the people who shape you to live, those, to live out that spiritual clothing. And then finally, even if you think it's a really, really good idea, do not texty introduce yourself. <laughs> Let us pray. God, we thank you that um, in the midst of uh, the chaos of, of relationships and trying to find people that we can jive with, that you walk with us through it all, that you um, help us to stay confident uh, in our identity as your children, as people who are, um, who are given all of the things that they need, whether or not they have a partner. And so for our single brothers and sisters and our seek, seeking brothers and sisters, grant them that assurance Grant them that sense of your presence and wholeness. And help us all to love one another, to help each other live out and live into our spiritual clothing um, with greater authenticity, with humility, and with joy. Amen.